Good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with P40Ministries.com. We are going to finish up Genesis chapter 19 today. So turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis 19, and we will be reading verses 30 through 38. Now, if you are commuting to work, just go ahead and listen, of course. But if you have your Bible in front of you, you can read out of whatever version you prefer. But I'm going to be reading out of the AMP version of the Bible. Now Lot went up from Zoar and lived in the mountain together with his two daughters, for he was afraid to stay any longer in Zoar. And he lived in a cave with his two daughters. The firstborn said to the younger, Our father is aging, and there is not a man on earth available to be intimate with us in the customary way so that we may have children. Come, let us make our father drunk with wine, and we will lie with him so that we may... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to continue. Come, let us make our father drunk with wine, and we will lie with him so that we may preserve our family through our father. So they gave their father wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he did not know when she laid down or when she got up, because he was completely intoxicated. Then the next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drunk with wine tonight also, and then you go in and lie with him, so that we may preserve our family through our father." So they gave their father wine that night also, and the younger got up and lay with him, and again he did not know when she lay down or when she got up. Thus both the daughters of Lot conceived by their own father. And the firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab from her father, and he is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami, son of my people, He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. So do you remember when I told you that Genesis chapter 19 I felt was the creepiest chapter in all of Genesis? Well, this is the reason why. Now, if you didn't listen to the last two podcasts that I did on Genesis chapter 19, I definitely recommend going back and listening to those. Otherwise, you might not be in the loop of what is happening. But Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed. Lot was living in the little town of Zoar, which is called the little city. And he begged those angels that were dragging him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. He was begging those angels to let him live in this little city because he was afraid to go live in the mountains. He was terrified of not being able to survive in the mountains. He had very little faith because these angels were dragging him out of the city, protecting him and preserving his life. And he still had no faith that God was going to be able to take care of him in the mountains. So he goes and he lives in this town of Zoar. And then it says here in verse 30, only a couple verses later, that he was afraid to to stay in Zoar any longer because he was scared of the people there. I don't know if he thought that the people blamed him for what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know, but he was scared to live there. So he ends up just doing what the angels had told him to do from the beginning. He ends up going and living in the mountains, which I find extremely ironic. So he has two daughters. You remember that Lot's wife died because she was longing for the city 
that was behind her. And many people speculate or believe that she got engulfed in the flames and then became a pillar of salt. Because in that region where Sodom and Gomorrah was located, potentially, there was a lot of salt in that region. And many people believe that she became salt because her body basically just got encrusted with all this salt. But I mean, yes, God could have just turned her into a pillar of salt as well. We don't exactly know what happened, but we do know that she became a pillar of salt. So Lot loses his wife, and he only has these two daughters now who live with him in the city of Zoar. They move up into the mountains, and the firstborn says to the younger, so the older child, the older daughter says to the younger, our father is aging and there is not a man on earth who is available to be intimate with us in the customary way so that we may have children. And you know, the lack of faith here in this family is just kind of interesting because first off, God had just preserved their lives. He cared enough about them to preserve their lives. And this older daughter literally says there is not a man on earth available. Does she think that the only men on earth were the men in Sodom and Gomorrah? Does she not know that there are other places in the in the world where she can find a man, where God could bring her a man? But she's afraid. She just saw her entire city be completely desolated. She's saying there's not a man on earth available to us. She's not seeing the full picture. She's not seeing that there are other cities out there. There are other towns. Her uncle, who is Abraham, or I suppose her great uncle, has men that live with him, soldiers and uh, servants and all sorts of people. Abraham has a ton of people living under his roof. Her faith is so weak that she only believes that the only men available to her were the ones in Sodom and Gomorrah. So she says, let's make our father drunk with wine and we will lie with him so that we may preserve our clan through our father. And I want you to remember as, as you're listening to this, where these two girls came from. They came from an extremely corrupt city that had all sorts of sexual perversions and all sorts of very strange sexual ideologies and sins and potentially maybe even gods that they worshipped who were potentially sex gods. So if she was, depending on how old she was, and it was probably very young because she was not married yet at this point because her fiancé, both of them actually, both of their fiancés were destroyed in Sodom and Gomorrah because the two fiancés didn't believe that God was going to destroy the city. So the two fiancés did not escape with Lot's family. Instead, they chose to stay in the city and be destroyed. But they had a way out, and they chose not to take it. So now these two girls, their fiancés, are dead. And their lack of faith is so apparent that they want to sleep with their father in order to have children. It's very possible that potentially this was something that was just done in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was not okay. It was weird. You know, you shouldn't be sleeping with your family members. And God makes that very apparent in the law when God gives the Israelite nation the law. But if these girls lived in Sodom and saw this stuff, maybe they thought it was normal. But I don't necessarily believe that because if they would have thought it was normal, they would have just asked their father, hey, 
come sleep with us and let's have kids together. No, they had to be sneaky about it and they had to get him drunk with wine. And that's how you know that this was not normal. This was not normal. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been sneaky about it. So the older daughter gets her father drunk with wine and she goes and she lays with him. And it says here that Lot had no clue what was happening because he was so intoxicated. He was completely intoxicated that he didn't even know that she was in the bed with him. It says that he had no clue that she was lying down or getting up. So the next day, the firstborn daughter says to the youngest daughter, she's like, yeah, I I slept with dad last night. You go do the same thing tonight. So the younger daughter does the exact same thing. And she gets her father drunk with wine. He drinks and he gets extremely intoxicated. And the same exact thing happens. She basically rapes her father and then gets up in the morning. And Lot had no clue that this was happening. It says he did not know when she lied down or when she got up. So it's possible that Lot didn't know that his two daughters had done this maybe ever because they could have just said that they got impregnated from their fiancés when Lot finds out that his two daughters are having kids. So there's a lot of odd things that are happening in this particular chapter of the Bible and yet God preserved Lot and his two daughters and yet you see the level of depravity that is happening once again. God is always so merciful and always gives second chances. But then these two daughters have to be sneaky and have to be weird and have to not uh, believe in God to take care of them and to help them produce children in a in a God honoring way. Instead, they have to be weird. And so this is just what God deals with all the time. He preserves people for them to just turn away from him constantly. But it says here in verse 36 that both the daughters conceived by their father Lot. And the firstborn was named Moab, and he became the father of the Moabite people. And then the younger gave birth to a son and named him Ben-Ami. And he became the father of the Ammonites. So this was not something I believe that was in God's plan for Lot and his family. God, from the very beginning, I've mentioned this many times throughout my episodes, but God, from the very beginning, intended on one man and on one woman to be together to produce children. He never, ever intended for a man to sleep with more than one woman. Ever. And I don't think from the beginning, from the beginning of Adam, I don't believe God ever had it in his plan to have a father sleep with the daughter. I don't think that was ever in God's plan because God created for Adam from the beginning a wife. And that was supposed to be his life partner was Eve. Adam would never have slept with his daughters. That would never have been okay. I don't think that was ever a part of God's plan. So now this was the end of Genesis chapter 19. There is a lot of odd things that are happening in this chapter, but it's also a very fascinating chapter as well. We get to see more of God's character in this chapter also. And that's why I think it's in the Bible. Not only is it a part of history, but it's also showing more of God's character, how God gives second chances 
how he's merciful and how he preserves people who are righteous, even though they do so many unrighteous things. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it to your social media platforms. Let everybody know that this episode exists and that this podcast exists. But I want to tell everybody that my podcast made it to number 11 on Feedspot's best Christian podcasts. And I'm really excited about that because there's some really cool podcasts on there. But thank you guys so much. If it weren't for you guys, I would not have made it there. And I really do appreciate that. If you want to support P40 Ministries financially and everything that I do here on the podcast, go to www.p40ministries.com shop and pick up your P40 Ministries t-shirt today and wear that logo proudly. Thank you guys so much. I will see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Happy listening and God bless.